The SEC released their 2024 conference schedule last night, and there's a lot to talk about in regards to it. Divisions have been removed. Texas and Oklahoma are obviously joining, so the SEC will now be its largest that it has ever been at 16 teams. Consequentially, from both of those things, the two SEC teams with the best record, not the division champions, will meet up in Atlanta to battle for who will be crowned the SEC champion. Schedules are more even, and I'm going to talk about this throughout the video because that's the biggest development. The teams from the SEC West, for the most part, commonly known as the SEC Best, they get easier schedules, and the teams from the SEC East they have to pick up some of their slack because now you're not set with a ton of permanent rivals and a ton of permanent teams that you face every year from your division. It's like the Big Ten, where the Big Ten East and Big Ten West are gone after this season, much like the SEC West and SEC East for the SEC after 2024. 2024 is a huge year for college football, as we all know. The 12-team playoff is going to be in full throttle. The Big Ten and SEC will, at minimum, be at 16 teams. I highly doubt they'll be at more in 2024, but in 2025 and beyond, I could see the Big Ten and SEC go up to 20 teams, even though Greg Sankey has denied the desire of the SEC to expand. I think it's inevitable. I think most would agree with me. I think with the way it's playing out in college football, the ACC has screwed themselves, they've put themselves into a foxhole and buried themselves with that grant of rights deal. The Pac-12 losing USC and UCLA and Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Colorado looking for other conferences. It seems like it's inevitable that they're going to implode at some point. And the Big 12, that's the only non-SEC or Big 10 conference that's been doing anything. I think they've managed themselves pretty well. In the future, how I see it is the Big Ten, Big 12, SEC. Maybe there's a fourth conference from any of the leftovers that none of those want, and maybe some group of five teams that are good enough that they want to join that Power Five status. But we'll have to see. It's hard to predict the future as it is, and predicting it beyond a year or two out is very hard to do. So we're just going to focus on the here and now. The SEC also has an eight-game conference slate. They stuck with it. It got a lot of people frustrated, and it shouldn't. Because A, the SEC, their scheduling is better, and it has a better reputation than people give them credit for. An example of this, let's look at Georgia's 2024 schedule. This should be fascinating, because this is one of the, I think it could be one of the toughest schedules in the country. And this is with possibly the most talented roster in the nation. Let's just go through their schedule. So, neutral site versus Clemson to open up the season, um, not October, pardon me, but August 31st. Not Halloween, but August 31st. Tennessee Tech, cupcake game, September 7th. Florida in Jacksonville, October 26th. UMass, another cupcake game, November 23rd. Georgia Tech, November 30th, the annual rivalry game. Clean, old-fashioned hate indeed. Now, those five games, you may look at those, and those are the only ones with dates, and you may say, well, well, that's not tough. You know, Florida could put up a fight. Georgia Tech may be a little bit. Clemson will be by far the toughest game of those five, but Georgia could very easily go 5-0. and So here's the thing. 
Uh, let's talk about the other seven games, shall we? Road game at Alabama, hosting Auburn, hosting Mississippi State, hosting Tennessee. Road game at Kentucky, road game at Ole Miss, road game at Texas. Ole Miss, Texas, Kentucky, Alabama. That's a tough four-game road trip. That's tough. And then, on top of that, home game against Tennessee and Auburn and Mississippi State, those are all SEC teams. Tennessee, especially with how they've been recruiting and with Josh Heupel and that offense won't be easy. And you add Clemson on top of that. Obviously, a road game in the snake pit that is Bryant-Denny Stadium against a coach in Nick Saban who, despite not performing at the level Smart has over the past two seasons, still owns him in head-to-head matchups even beating Smart's greatest team of all time in 2021 by a score of 17 in the SEC championship game. So Georgia, already, the way the SEC's building their schedule, and Georgia's not the only team with a tough non-conference schedule either. They face Clemson. Alabama plays a road game, I think, at Wisconsin in 2024. So the SEC, and I'm a Big Ten guy, I'm a Michigan fan, I think the Big Ten's going to be the best conference, and you all immediately might check out there. I think they'll be the best conference in 2023. But long-term and into the future with the way that the SEC recruits and schedules, they will be the best conference. They'll overall have the best teams long-term. Their schedule shows that. Their recruiting shows that. And their schedule also shows, I see comments all the time saying that the SEC's goal is to get as many teams into the playoff as possible. They're going to do everything they can to win the most games. And to a certain degree, that's true. But they're also going out there and saying, we want a challenge. Like going to face Clemson in a neutral site. Clemson being a team that's won two national titles. They have a great OC in Garrett Riley, who I think will be there long term. And they're recruiting well. They even got Sammy Brown out of Georgia at linebacker as a five-star recruit. That's asking for a challenge. And I don't know how well that sits with Georgia fans, but they're probably the best example, along with now new conference team Oklahoma, and having a tough schedule. Oklahoma hosts Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, and they have a neutral site against Texas in Dallas. And then they play at Auburn, at LSU, at Missouri, and at Ole Miss. Oklahoma easily and probably will have a losing conference record. In year one, in 2024, that would not surprise me at all. And non-conference, Oklahoma only has Tulane and Temple so far. They're looking for that third game because originally it was going to be against Georgia, but now that Georgia's in the SEC conference, they had to cancel that. They'll get that together probably this season or early in the 2024 preseason. But there are just so many tough schedules. There are also schedules where teams got it easy or easier. I wouldn't I won't say easy just because it's still an SEC schedule. Texas AM, for example, with how tough their team is, at least in theory. Jimbo Fisher may not have a job when 2024 rolls around, and that would be comedy gold indeed. I think they'll improve this year. And I'm making my SEC predictions video this coming Monday. It's been delayed for a long time, but it will release on June 19th at 5 p.m. So hit the notification bell and subscribe if you want to get my SEC predictions. Please do so. 
and also comment your thoughts on this video down below. Texas A&M, newsflash, you think they're going to improve from their 2022 selves. Their 2024 schedule gives them more wiggle room because they avoid playing Alabama, and they don't play Georgia either. They're one of the three schools along with, I think it's Texas A&M, Arkansas, and one other team whose name I briefly forget. Those are the teams that avoid playing both Alabama and Georgia. Those are certainly the most notable who avoid playing Alabama or Georgia, which is, I think it benefits a team like A&M, who's going to be top 10, top 5 every year in team talent composite, total talent composite. Their toughest game is probably going to be at home versus Texas. They have other home games against Missouri, LSU, Arkansas. Uh, LSU will also be their one of their toughest games. Their away game slate at Auburn, at Florida, at Mississippi State, South Carolina. South Carolina, Mississippi State, and Florida combining recruiting, coaching, and all these other things are probably still going to be in the bottom half of the SEC by 2024. I like Shane Beamer at South Carolina, and they have been recruiting well, but you, you just got to see it to believe it with all that's going on. Um, Auburn, under Hugh Freeze, they might still be in the bottom tier of the SEC or in the mid-tier, we'll have to see. So Texas A&M was a benefactor. And along with most SEC West teams, the East got tougher scheduling-wise, the traditional East, and the traditional West got easier. Everything balanced out, somewhat like the Big Ten. Um, Florida and Georgia, they kept their rivalry so far for 2024. Alabama kept their rivalry against Auburn and LSU. Arkansas kept theirs against Texas A&M. They're also going to face conf former conference foe texas from the southwest conference at home they face lsu too for the battle of the golden boot so a lot of rivalries were kept and on top of that the 2024 schedule is something that is more of a placeholder and more temporary than something that is permanent rather i mean i expect a nine game conference slate to be in sec writing and in SEC policy much sooner rather than later, possibly as soon as 2025 or when the SEC, I think, inevitably expands. Maybe that's at the latest what happens. And I think even with future expansion, a 10-game conference slate, potentially with two, or maybe they add on another regular season game to keep it at three non-conference games for a 13-regular-season slate— that wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't know how far into the future that is. That could be a decade from now, if not further. That could be sooner. But with the direction of college football and where it's clearly heading to bigger conferences but fewer and more quality rather than more quantity, the FBS right now, that division is bloated with quantity it has over 130 teams and it's going to grow again it was at 131 i think in 2022 i think it'll be at 133 134 135 somewhere around there if you know for sure you can tell me in the comments below the fbs division is growing but the you know the amount of teams that have talent talent to win a national title talent to compete for the playoff that's shrinking Alabama, for example, according to the blue chip ratio, has the most talented roster in the history of college football right now. 
no one has ever had 90% of their roster have four and five star players. It's never happened before. Alabama is the first. And I imagine that Georgia, who's at 77%, which actually shocked me, I thought it would be higher, their blue chip ratio will increase. Ohio State's will increase. Texas's is going to increase. Oklahoma had one of their worst seasons ever, and they still out-recruited Lincoln Riley, according to 24-7 Sports. So the direction the conferences are heading in in college football is probably going to be where the FBS splits in two. And it's where the Power 5 teams and what's left of it, because some might be left behind, like some smaller Power 5 schools might be left behind in the lower group of five divisions, potentially. What will be left of them, that will be the new main division. That might be the new FBS. will be 60, 70, 80 teams, take 50 out. And out of those 80, it would still be like one-fourth or maybe one-third that could actually contend for a national title or would be in that conversation, the contender conversation, every year or every other year. But anyway, I digress. That's just my opinion on the future of college football. You can agree with it. You can disagree with it. It's already difficult enough to predict the future as it is. I think Oklahoma got hit with the toughest slate in the SEC. That's relative, of course, to who I think they will be as a team in 2024. Very relative. Otherwise, Georgia would probably have one of the harder schedules, or Auburn, honestly. But Oklahoma, I know they're recruiting well, but I don't trust Brent Venables as a coach yet. And the staff is good in theory, I know. And I know that they were gutted in 2022. But going 6-6 six and six in the Big 12, being... TCU's sounding board early on in the year is just, it's embarrassing. It's totally, utterly embarrassing. And who knows how good they'll be in 2024. I think they'll improve in 2023. But the SEC is a lot tougher than the Big 12. And newsflash, Oklahoma's 2022 Big 12 slate was moderate to hard. They have one of the easiest schedules in the country, in my opinion, in 2023. And I still think they'll get I don't think they'll reach double-digit wins even with that easy schedule. So they got hit hard. Georgia got hit hard. Auburn, we kind of knew that from the beginning because they have dedicated rivalries with Georgia, the South's oldest rivalry, and Alabama in the Iron Bowl. And some other teams, too, got hit hard. But South Carolina, Texas A&M, Arkansas, all avoid Alabama and Georgia in 2024. And that's good. That's really good. I mean, for a team like South Carolina and Arkansas, teams that do not have a good recruiting reputation and have not done, they haven't even, they haven't done much of anything. They haven't even won a New Year's Six Bowl since coming to the SEC, I don't believe. Arkansas has done some because they've been in the SEC much longer than A&M has. South Carolina hasn't even been to a New Year's Six Bowl, and that was mainly because of the old BCS system, which prevented more than two schools from each conference from getting to a New Year's Six Bowl. If Steve Spurrier was in the college football playoff era or the playoff era started earlier, South Carolina and one of Bobby Petrino's teams probably would have won a New Year's Six Bowl at Arkansas. That just goes to show how, you know, how college football organizes itself is relevant and it impacts how teams are viewed historically. But that's just college football history. Texas A&M has 
I don't know if they won a New Year's Six Bowl either. No, they did. The Orange Bowl against North Carolina in 2020, the COVID year. These are all teams. A&M has had more talent. South Carolina, Arkansas, not as much. But these are all teams that with these advantageous schedules could get, in Texas A&M and South Carolina's case, one of their first or very few trips ever to the SEC championship game. A&M's never been there. Arkansas has been there a few times, but they've never won it, at least to my knowledge. And South Carolina has only been there once under Steve Spurrier, and that wasn't even one of his best teams. That was just a very down year in the SEC East in that 2010 season, where Auburn, of course, won the national title. Georgia has road games at Alabama, Texas in a neutral site game versus Clemson. I already talked about this. This is tough. Georgia's going to go from one of the easiest schedules in my mind in 2023 to one of the toughest in 2024. If things remain constant, if Clemson, Texas, or Alabama just fall off a cliff, maybe that will change. But I don't see that happening in the course of, what, two years? I don't see that happening. Texas and OU were both welcomed with tough schedules, Oklahoma, by virtue of the fact that I think they're more poorly coached and less talented than Texas, got the tougher schedule, but they have a lot of opportunity. Let's check out their schedules here. So let's start off with Oklahoma. Already talked about them, but very briefly, home games against Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, neutral site versus Texas, road games at Alabama, at LSU, at Missouri, and Ole Miss. It looks tough. It will be hard. But Oklahoma has the talent to have a winning record. They they absolutely have the talent. There's no question about that. The question is coaching. That That's the question for Oklahoma. It's not talent. It's not recruiting. It's coaching. If they can have a winning record, like and by winning I don't mean 4-4, four and four, I mean 5-3. and three, Not we like to chase winning, not avoid losing. There's a difference. If Oklahoma can chase being a winner and go 5-3, and 6-2 and two or better, and finish 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two in the regular season in their first SEC year, with the way they've been recruiting, that would be huge for year one in Oklahoma. Whether it's under Brent Venables or under someone new, it'll probably be under Venables because I think they'll improve. Texas, they have home games against Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and Mississippi State. Neutral site against Oklahoma. They have road games at Texas A&M and Vanderbilt. Their road game slate, I think, is not hard. Texas has been recruiting better than A&M, and they're better coached. Vanderbilt is a dud. Arkansas has beaten Texas before, but that was Sarkeesian's first season. He has a much better roster. And Sam Pittman, we have to see what he does in 2023 at a good year in 21. And a good year in 2020, all things considered, not so much of a good year in 22. Texas has a tough home game against Georgia, but Florida, Kentucky, and Mississippi State those should be easy home games. So lots of there's an opportunity and a route for Texas to reach the SEC championship game in year one. Not even kidding. And who would have thought anyone would have said that even last year or before then? Who would have thought that? I can't say a lot of people would have thought of that. Can't say that. And speaking of Texas, I'm happy that the Lone Star Showdown is back and it's better. Both A&M and Texas they have more talent than perhaps they've ever had, at least when combining the two. Both are going to be in the SEC, a tougher conference than the Big 12 has ever been in really its history, outside of maybe 
you know, when Nebraska was really good along with Kansas State and along with Oklahoma, and when Texas A&M was also good, but that was a long time ago. And finally, the eight-game conference slate is extremely temporary, and it will be replaced soon. And that's all I have to say for this video, briefly breaking down the SEC's 2024 schedules. Thank you guys for watching. If you like this video, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, comment your thoughts down below, and hit the notification bell so you can get notified when I release my SEC predictions next Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a good day, guys. Bye-bye.